recording. This thing is on. This is too legit to quit. Um, so legit. Yeah. Um, we're recording from different sides of the country, everybody. Technology is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes me sad that I'm not there, even though it's oppressively hot in LA. It's so hot. Um, Sammy said earlier that she was. What is the name of your HBO special now, Sammy? Oh, uh, <laughs> unbunching my She's mm-hmm. been unbunching her underneath. Um, mm-hmm. Can we get a good pic and put that on the Instagram? Like a good, like, undershot <laughs> <laughs> of what these underneaths are. Um, but I feel yeah. like that's a. But people want to know that we have 200 followers now. Thanks for following us, guys. By the time this goes to the presses, we may even have 250. To to forty eight. Yeah, can we aim. Yeah, we can aim super high. Um, but it. anyway, thanks for following. I hope you're also listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then I you mean, will never hear this. So I don't know why I'm talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> your friend will mention that you're not listening. To exactly. It yeah. Made um, very important. Important things. Important stuff. Um, but we've learned, we've learned a lot through doing this podcast about people. We have people, um, also about f- iTunes. Fuck we iTunes. We learned a lot about iTunes through um, this process. Let, let us just get this out. Um, you may, you may have noticed at this point that there's an X in our name. So it's mm-hmm. boss bitched, um, podcast, uh, because iTunes <laughs> Um, is run by very sensitive men who are very sensitive mm-hmm. to the word bitch. Even though there are other podcasts that have the With word bitch, bitch in the title. in their name. I, that's the thing that is that totally blows my mind. But they said that our title and our description were offensive, mm-hmm. which is why we were not on iTunes for the first two months of our lives, of our yeah. podcast life. Which is why friends who pretty much only listen to things through iTunes, yeah. which is like everybody, yeah. was like, where can I find this? And but how do I... But but what about nope? Uh, but now we are on no. iTunes. Uh, you can find it at bossbitchpodcast.com. dot mm-hmm. And if you are listening to this, then you already have. It's so it's 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 a real um, circle thing that's happening because we're already telling we're telling you how to find it on the podcast. yeah, and you're listening to it. It's like so, this, you're already here. You're already but here. Where are you really? But anyway, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> we'll we got a lot. We got a lot happening. Yeah. And we got some good things happening in the future. For sure. I'll tell you about. We got an Instagram. We got a Twitter. We got a Facebook. We got a Facebook. And we have you. Like it all. And we have you. Also, um, we have each other. So that's nice. Yeah. Look at that. Supporting women, supporting women. We are (laughs) that. We are that. Um, So this episode is going Mm -hmm. to be one of our famous lost boss bitch episodes. Emphasize on famous. Famous. Uh, Yas queen. uh Um, Which I I feel I love researching these women because it's you learn new things. I learned a lot yeah. about the Civil War that I didn't know about this time, and you'll find oh, out why. Oh, Civil War, huh? Yeah, bitch. We have we have some lost boss, boss bitches in uh, some similar eras. Really? Well, I mean, my, I'm a little. Mine is a little. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, they're not. They're not like, <laughs> the same year, but they're in the same. It's like when you think about one, you could potentially think about the other. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Cause I don't know what you're doing. Um, well, we'll we'll know soon. But I I was very into. I, I think I want to write a pilot. Yeah, what a white woman in Hollywood wanting to write a pilot. Crazy. Everyone, 
Guys, uh, guys, brace yourself. She's also Jewish. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, that is the one piece of trifecta that I don't have. But I'm married to a Jew, so no, you're you're as cl- you're close. I'm close you, enough. You know, it's like you better bone structure. Oh, girl, you're good. You got everything you need. No, you need. that's so you got nice. All the components. You, you get, have great you bone get. structure too, though. Oh man, no, I'm and I sweat a lot, and also probably like have Crohn's disease. So like you don't. You Girl, like the I sweat all the time, and I may have a hypothyroid. So you know what? No. <laughs> Maybe you are Jewish. This is like the battle of the ailments. I definitely have that um, Jewish attribute do, from birth. Do. But I also think it's because we're Midwesterners. Too. Like it's part and parcel to like the self-deprecating. Well, like, it's so boring morose. in the Midwest that the most interesting thing that could happen is that you get cancer. <laughs> I know, right. Sorry. It's like you either family. don't vaccinate your kids or you get cancer. Exactly. That's really Sorry to all of our Midwestern listeners. You know yeah. it's true though. You know it's fun. <laughs> you get a dog and you think your life has fucking changed. You know, like Well, I mean, so do we. But that's because we don't have children to fill our time. No, but that's the same thing. All my friends in the Midwest who don't have kids have dogs now. And it's like that's they're all about those dogs. They don't listen to this. They are they don't even consider themselves feminists. It's okay. Um <laughs> still my friends? Hard to say. It's it's on the fence, the it's, feminist we'll fence. We'll see what happens. I guess is what oh, I have ultimately sweat is dripping down my leg currently. Fuck you! Oh Alex. my god, it's very it's really rainy here. Oddly oh, enough, it must be so hard um, for you. No, I'm very lonely. <laughs> 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 I'd much rather be here sweating with you guys. You'll be here soon. You'll be here soon. Okay. This yeah, this apartment is like a junk drawer that uh, is an apartment. It's like I, I'm gonna take a picture and put it. We on mentioned Instagram. that she's in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I would love that. Okay. I would truly love good. that. I am going to send you a particular. I'm going to take it right now. You'll see. There's an Urban Outfitters goose lamp in the. Uh, you're going to love this. I'm very. I'm going to send this to you right now. But Please um, do. we'll talk about it too. Okay. On Instagram. But uh, let's. Yeah. This has been good. Um, I'm excited that we have new ladies uh, to dish out. Who, yeah. Who should we? Do you want to start? Should I start? Whatever um, you feel. You know what? What's first, your era or the Civil War? Um, what came first? Civil War was like 1815, uh, right? Yeah. You are first. Okay, I will I will do it then. Okay, okay so I was um, inspired by Wonder Woman's badassery. <gasps> did, you, did you cry? I cried. I didn't see it yet because oh. I okay, uh, you gotta live see in it. an echo chamber and then you'll cry. show I work on. Okay. okay. Not, you know, um, so I was inspired by Wonder Woman. No spoilers. We all know that she's badass. Um, they took a real interesting take on Wonder Woman this time. She's yeah. just a regular lady who talks about her ailments uh, a lot. Anyway, um, so I, for whatever reason, was like, I wonder what the women of the Civil War were like. Mm. Um, and I'm actually doing two because there wasn't a whole lot of like a ton. Uh, there wasn't a dearth of information. Gotcha. I used that word right, right? Uh, is dearth a excess or deficiency? A dearth. Whatever, whatever is the way that I was using it. That's what I mean. Got it. That's right. Let's go with it. <laughs> um, let's see. So back in the day, they didn't give medical exams to join 
either the Union or the Confederate ar- armies. So these ladies mm-hmm. just like put on a baggy shirt and was like, my name's George. And they're like, welcome, George. You look like a Whoa. man. Um, <laughs> baggy shirts, people. Have a gun. It's like I've been a man my whole life. Yeah, me too. So crazy. So my first lady I'm going to talk about is Frances Clayton. She was from Minnesota, and when the Civil War broke out, she and her husband, who people don't know his name, but one of the options was Elmer, and that's my grandfather's name, so we're going to call him Elmer. Um, They decided together to enlist in the Union Army, the good guys that didn't want slavery to be around anymore. I'm not talking about any Confederates. I almost did, but I'm like, nah. Fuck Um, it. Y'all are racist. We're in a sensitive time right now. Exactly. Um, So Frances disguised herself as Jack Williams. If I were to name myself a boy name, I would probably be Jack. Um, so yeah. I feel you, Francis. So even though they were from Minnesota, they enlisted in Missouri, probably to help her conceal her true gender. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> from accounts, they describe her as being able to pass as a man because she was a masculine-looking bronzed woman who had a muscular stride and an erect soldierly carriage. Like uh, you do. Big ol' hard dick? Big ol' hard dick. What's she just a dude? <laughs> just a dude. <laughs> I think, Francis, you may have been a man. Um, let's see. I just lost my spot. Oh, they also said that it helped that she adopted, quote-unquote, male vices, such as drinking, smoking, mm. chewing tobacco, swearing, and gambling. Um, mm. so thank you for paving the way She's for like us, Francis. Ben Affleck. Yeah. But also kind of me, um, aside from the <laughs> chewing tobacco and gambling because I don't want to spend money. But I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, smoking and swearing and drinking, sign me up for the army, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All male vices um, for sure. For sure. So while she was in the army, she became an accomplished horseman and capital swordsman and was said to have fought in at least 18 battles. This is my favorite part. Oh, we were wrong. It's in the 60s. The 1860s. 1860s is a civil war? Yeah. In 1862, she fought in the Battle of Stones River. So, womp womp. Oh, okay. So, well. It's fine. I mean. We're still still in okay. I'm embarrassed at my guess. That's good. I am because I just agreed with you when I've been reading about the Civil War for the past two days. So... So our women really are like very of the same era. Oh, this is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, So she fought in the Battle of Stones River. It was a battle that had the highest number of casualties on both sides, guys. And her husband, who we're calling Elmer, was killed in the charge that like she took part in. They were charging the other side. And it was said that Francis didn't stop fighting when he was no. killed. Why would she, she actually stepped over his body and kept <laughs> Wait, on going. Is that a real detail? That is a real <laughs> detail. She stepped like, over okay. her dead husband's body okay. and was like, like fuck ant. this. Like, I'm fighting these Confederate rebels. It's like when an ant gets killed, you know, it's like it's like, nope, gotta serve the queen. Yep. I'm the queen now. <laughs> um yeah. next. Wait, how many people were killed in this battle? Do you have any idea? I didn't write it down. I should have. We're right. gonna say at least fifteen. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> yeah. Good um, 15. She, so my, my commentary <laughs> on it was truly an independent woman who don't need no man. Um, not dead, not alive, no nope, feelings. No, she's moving <laughs> truly on. Truly does embody the traits of a man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Clayton was discharged in 1863 shortly after her husband's death. And although she claimed in a news story that her gender was never discovered, mm-hmm. there are some reports that it was when she was being treated for a gunshot wound to the hip because bitch Mm-mm. took a gunshot wound to the hip. Good for you. Yikes. Um, 
So that's that's um, Francis. Francis okay. Clayton and I badass. also know she's a badass but probably sociopathic again I can't definitely get that, like, I mean I, I feel like stepping over your husband detail <laughs> and also being like I'm going to act like I'm a different gender so I can go kill people yeah which is and what it's like she looked like a dude yeah like saw so a bulge in <laughs> pants and also, she scared the shit out of us. I know. We were all just like, do whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want, Francis. I mean, Jack. Like, everybody just knew. They just didn't want to say anything because they knew she'd kill them. Petrified. <laughs> so my second lady that I'm going to talk about real quick um, is Pauline Cushman, okay. who was an actress who became a union spy. I, sa- I said at the beginning that I was going to do two because there's not much information, right? You did. Okay, and good. Just making sure. You know how you forget what you just said? I oh, yeah. do it all the That's time. Like- for you people <laughs> great person to have a podcast um so we're going to talk about pauline cushman and she was an actress who became a union spy during the civil war um so she became a spy by she was doing a show this is a little bit confusing to me but from what i can understand she was doing a show and she had been paid by two confederate dudes to give a mm-hmm. toast to the Confederate army after the show. So she okay. did, which upset the owners of the theater. Mm-hmm. And what kind of, do you know anything about the show? It just said it was at the Northern Theater. So mm. she must have been like. Like improv? Um, uh, totally. Zip, zap, zap. <laughs> they were doing just like, hey, Fred Schneider on, route, on loop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she gave that toast and the theater was like, girl, we're not all about the Confederate army. You have, mm. they forced her to quit. But apparently her grand scheme all along was um, she agreed to do it because she wanted to ingratiate herself with the Confederate rebels so then she could get all spy up in their business and report back mm. to the Union. So she's a good guy, oh. even though she gave she's a toast like, about the bad guys. She's like, just give it a minute, you guys. Guys, I, I have, have a plan. plan. They're like, yeah. no, you got to get going. Um, so... Her plan worked, and over time, she fraternized and somehow concealed battle plans in her shoe and was going to bring them back to report it to the Union folks. Um, But she was eventually caught and brought before Confederate General Braxton Bragg, who, fun little side note, I found out about Mm -hmm. him. He's generally considered the worst generals of the Civil War because he just kept getting his soldiers killed. Um, (laughs) But once she was found out, he sentenced her to death by hanging. So she was captive, but for whatever reason, they didn't want to hang somebody that was already sick. So she used those actress skills and faked like she was real sick. So they like heal up. Yeah, they're like, so we can murder you. We want you to be as healthy as possible for when we kill you. Hmm. Yeah, it's a different time. This might be why they lost the war. That kind of thinking is what got them in trouble. Also, that racism and pro-slavery feelings probably. Went along with it. Um, so she faked the sickness and um, it bought her enough time for the union to um, attack and then she mm-hmm. escaped. So good for her. And then I mm-hmm. assume her fake sickness went away. So after that, some reports state that she returned to the South to be a spy, but this time she dressed in a male uniform. Um, but that's kind of unclear. And she was awarded the rank of brevet major by general james a garfield and mm. made an honorary major by president abe lincoln himself because he was even then 
um, for her service in the federal cause and became known as Miss Major Pauline Cushman. By the end of the war in 1865, she was touring the country giving lectures on her exploits as a spy. Um, but unfortunately, her later life was pretty sad. Uh, oh, no. She was married three times and she lost a child to illness and eventually was living in poverty in Texas until she eventually found herself staying in a boarding house in San Francisco working as a cleaning lady. And she suffered from rheumatoid, oh my God, that was the hardest thing I've ever said, arthritis, and she became addicted to pain medication. Fuck, man. And took a suicidal dose of morphine, killing herself on December 2nd, 1923. (sighs) Bum, bum, bum. But Cushman was buried in Can we break over that wine? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, man. That's a gift for our guest. (laughs) I mean, if we're just drunk when she gets here, she'll never know. It was for her. Um, She was buried with full military honors, not our guest or the wine, but Miss Cushman, Miss Pauline Cushman. (laughs) Um, They're still good. The wine's still good. The wine's still good. Everybody's fine except Pauline. Very sad life. Um, (laughs) And Major Cushman remains now, her remains now rest in the officer's circle at the Presidio's National Cemetery, and her simple gravestone recognizes her contribution to the Union's victory. It's marked Pauline C. Fryer, Union's by. Fryer was her um, married name, her third married name. Mm. So, yeah, couple, I mean, I, I was really fascinated and surprised to learn how many women did, like, either dressed as men so they could be soldiers or were spies and... Um, really fucking rocked it during the civil war man yeah so much patriotism seriously for people who are treated like such garbage yeah they didn't even have the um, right to vote i know well, even like when when slaves enlisted to fight like mm-hmm. i i'm just like god you know that they think you're garbage right right Ugh, just get out of there <laughs> just get out of there maybe um, that was the hope reductive thought i know but uh maybe the sweet release of death yeah oh um i mean just the civil war too like bloodbath like i think about the civil war and i think of like civil war doctors you know yeah like the amputees just chopping off limbs left and right right just like a bloodbath yeah um children like children drummers who like get killed at 10 and little piccolo players yeah who are like oh we want to serve the cause and it's like well Tommy, stay not, home. They don't need a piccolo player that bad. Yeah, I know. They at, at all. Like, yeah. Is that really necessary? Seriously. Like, they know you're coming. Aren't you trying to be sneaky? Why do you want a drum and a piccolo of all things to precede you? At least you? put them in the back. Seriously. Put them in the front lines. Yeah. Like, have your soldiers enjoying the music. Uh-huh. The, your I terrible, terrible music. But, like, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, oof, oof, and the smells. I I was thinking the same the smells thing. Smells of the time smell, smelled so terrible, mm-hmm. so very okay. very terrible. All right, all right. Should I do my my lady? Do your lady. I want to hear all about this. All right, my lady's a little famous. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to introduce you to the real life of the legend annie oakley i almost um, did annie oakley no joke no joke lady. no joke oh, lady, annie oakley know. we were, were running into that no 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 problem. i didn't i didn't read into her very much i was like maybe annie oakley and then i kept going so yeah no i 
I need the next one I'm gonna do is gonna be very obscure. But um, Annie Oakley was fun because I was researching because I want to write a western. Yes. Uh, so I was just researching ladies of the West, and Annie Oakley obviously came up. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So she was born Phoebe Ann Moses and oh, called really? Annie by her family. Born August thirteenth, eighteen sixty, in Ohio. Um, her dad died when she was six, leaving her money, her money, not money, her mother, Susan Wise Moses, with six children. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. Then her mom remarried and had another kid. No, stop. Who died. Okay. Well, that's who, because you already had six. Yeah. And it's like, a, she's like seventh kid, second husband gone. Yeah. Um, so at the age of eight or nine, Annie went to live with um, a superintendent, um, at an infirmary, which housed the elderly, the orphaned, mentally ill people. And in exchange for helping with the children, she got an education, learned how to sew, which was a big deal back then, um, which she later used to make her own costumes when she was a performer. Um, But that experience of like living in such like a dour place uh, made her very compassionate of children, um, made her very sensitive to people and like kind of grounded her, which people keep saying she was very like grounded and very sensible. Oh. Even though she had such like this very like showy, illustrious career. Interesting. That's yeah. good to know though. Somebody, you know, who is super showy can have a heart. Yeah, she keep it real. She can keep it really um, real. She did, and she does. <laughs> um but when she so she when when she got back from this infirmary, her mom had married again. What? This other dude. What happened yeah. to the second guy? Did he die too? He died. First guy ran away right second guy died jeez third geez. guy stuck around but like none of these guys were rich they had like they struggled a ton all these kids running around yeah so what she did was she just like took her her own dad's kentucky rifle and just like started to like teach herself how to shoot things mm-hmm. like she was just, like i i gotta get us some food so she started getting better at it and then she got hired by katzenberger brothers grocery store um <laughs> As a cool after-school job, she would shoot things and then sell them to the store. Oh, um, I was thinking that they were just like, hey, just come and shoot your guns for the grocery. I was like... Yeah, just like a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she shot stuff and then the grocery sold it. Um, and she was so good at it, she was able to like pay her mom's mortgage Wow. With the money. Wow. She was 15. And she was just like, got really good at like shooting things and selling them to this grocery store. Annie, get it. You can do anything you want, you guys. Seriously. Make that paper. Mm-hmm. Go shoot a raccoon mm-hmm. and sell it to your grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder. They didn't say what kind of animals, but I'm sure that they were all kinds of crazies. A mixed meat. Awesome. Right? What other? All that. A coyote. That shit coyote. Yeah, squirrels. Who knows? <laughs> um... Anyway, her so her shooting ability kind of became this thing. And she got an invitation from Jack Frost, real name, a hotel what? owner in Cincinnati. <laughs> He's just Santa um, Claus on vacation. Yeah, it's like, who the fuck are you? Right. I guess this is like the mid, you know, 1800s. Like nobody, just another, I don't know. You just like made up a name and had it. Well, it's also interesting. It's just like, well, we're going to name her Phoebe, but we're going to call mm-hmm. her Annie. Right. Yes, I understand that they both have two syllables and they're two different names, but that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. So go hunt some squirrel for us. (laughs) Thanks, girl. Annie Phoebe. Yeah. Um, So so Jack Frost had hired her to like shoot some animals for his shit. But then he was like, 
I'm going to have a shooting contest um, with this other well-known marksman called Frank Butler, mm-hmm. who was on tour doing like essentially like shooting things for people. And like people would like gawk at it and marvel at his skill. So he's like, Annie, get in this contest with this dude. Um, so, yeah, and this is like something that would typically happen too, where like they would tour like these marksmen and then they'd maybe challenge someone in the, in the tiny town and they'd be like, okay. And like, it'd be kind of funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Annie won the match with 25 shots out of 25 attempts. What? Uh, yeah. Butler didn't do so badly himself. He missed one of the shots, but she got a perfect, she was perfect. Good for her. Um, so they kind of were like, what? And then the two like, got married (laughs) it's like you're good at shooting i'm good at shooting we should probably do this yeah so they didn't get married right away they got married in 1876 but it started this like thing where they were just like man guns are blazing seriously love what is love it's a blazing gun yeah um so then they started appearing in shows together and they appeared in their first show together in 1882 um, and that's because Annie filled in for his shooting partner, but she'd usually hold objects for Frank to shoot at, even though she fucking won that contest. She what? was like a prop person for God a while. God damn it. Right. And so she adopted the stage name of Oakley. Um, offstage, she was always Mrs. Frank Butler, but I don't know why Oakley was the name she chose. I looked it up, but there were no answers for me. Um, but they would, they would travel across the country give exhibitions and this is also an interesting thing about them and annie oakley like they loved dogs like this couple fucking love dogs they would always use dogs in their act like if it wasn't annie holding up something they'd have like these like dogs that they trained to hold things up and we'll i'll put a picture of this on the instagram too because it's really fascinating to see like her like annie oakley like shooting like a can off of a dog's head like a yeah. really chill dog like they should just be like sitting there. I feel like that's um, that's such a recipe for disaster because dogs can be wily, man. Yeah, I and mean, you'd have to have like the most like. Can you imagine like a, a giant crowd of people watching people shooting things and a, just a dog in the midst of it with like a bot like a coke bottle <laughs> on its head, you know, like just waiting, just waiting to be shot at. I know. Um, so I I really like that part of that's this. That's fascinating. Too. They love their dogs. Must love dogs. Annie Oakley. It's intense. I mean, um, but it's so in- like my dog. If there's a roll of thunder, she has mm-hmm. the shits for three days. Like it yeah. disturbs her so much. <laughs> so, your dog, your dog would be great. Yeah, she'd be she'd be really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, bring her in. Put a fucking tuna can on her. Head. <laughs> <laughs> that was me being your dog my is dog. Also very tiny. Yes. Very, very dainty bird-like dog. Yes, she is a bird. She's a little bird. <laughs> We'll put a picture of her on the Instagram too. Yeah, since you asked, guys. We get all the fucking visuals. Um, okay, so at a March 1884 performance in Minnesota, Annie, uh, the Lakota leader Sitting Bull, just decided to like show up, and then they became fast friends. Um, and Sitting Bull was impressed with Oakley's shooting. Again, her modesty, her mm-hmm. self-assured manner, her groundedness. He was really like. He was still apparently a prisoner at Fort Yates there, um, but he, like, got to, like, go just to, like, see her because he wanted to see her. So they became, they didn't get married, but they became fast friends. It um, seems like she's then, just magnetic. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Sitting Bull gave her her nickname, Lil Sure Shot. What? Which I think if we get tattoos, maybe like that would be the thing. Uh, for sure. There's a lot of nicknames, though, we can choose from from people we've used. That's true. Uh, and Lost Boss Fishes. I wish that that trend would come back. The just like yeah. everybody had a nickname. Now just MMA fighters get it. But I would love yeah. somebody to give me a nickname. Yeah. Um, although this season of The Bachelorette, there's a couple nicknames. Oh, God. So. Don't get me started on Waboo. Iggy, Diggy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's for another episode. Seriously. Maybe we'll talk about it when our guest gets here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I got so many feelings. Okay. So in 1884, the Butlers joined the Sells Brothers Circus at Champion Rifle Shots. And they were in the circus for one season. Um, but then they joined Buffalo Bill's Wild West in 1885. And this was a huge turning point in Annie Oakley's life. Um, until that time, Butler had gotten top billing. Like, he was kind of the man in charge, whatever. He had more experience. He had the limelight. However, totally flipped in Buffalo Bill's Wild West. Annie Oakley was the star. What? She was the fucking top billed champion marks woman. Uh, she was on the cover of all the shit. She was, like, painted on all the posters. Um, and... The weirdest thing is Butler was, like, totally cool with it. He was like, Well, that's okay. great. I know. And he just became her manager and assistant. <gasps> he was like, fuck, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, so they were in the show for 16 years, just, like, killing it. And that's how we kind of know her. Like, we really – the Buffalo Bills Wild West really promoted her in this way where she was this icon of the West. She uh -huh. had these, this skill set that was kind of going out of style um, and really, like, made her a star and put her on the map. That's amazing. Did they ever you know, have any kids them. or dogs? Stuck with dogs? Um, no, I don't think. I just want to meet somebody that's related to her. I know. I know. Um, I mean, they're still, well, I'll get through it. Um, so in 1887, Buffalo Bills Wild West toured England to join the Golden Jubilee of Queen Victoria. Ooh. And then she got even more famous uh, because, again, her presence shooting skills mm -hmm. um and also like her medals and then she became this international star going all over europe uh she stayed in paris for a six-month ex exhibition and traveled to france and italy and spain um and she was also very popular with women women would start to see the shows because of her too um and buffalo bill really like knew how to capitalize on that yeah smart guy uh, I know. And like it was a show that was not only catered to like men, it was catered to women. Mm -hmm. um, it was not like, I mean, they, they say it in a very like misogynistic way where it's like not too intense. Uh, right. For women can even see it, oh. you know, but like it won't make you idea... hysterical, ladies. <laughs> exactly. Well, your uterus won't fall out. <laughs> but you can go see it. But it, it was a very smart move. And again, it made her so famous. Like everyone could see her show. Women loved her. Men loved her. She was just, like, very, very popular in this specific time and place. Um, but then after a while, uh, Oakley and Butler were just, like, pretty sick of traveling. And also they got into a serious train accident that Ooh. injured them. Um, so in 1901, they left um, and kind of did their own thing, uh, performing intermittently. Um, did this one show called The Young Buffalo Show in 1911. Um but basically, they did some endorsements for the Union Metallic Cartridge Company. Um, so they would just like, that was like that time's endorsements, which is very fun. That's really funny. Yeah. But in 1913, they retired. 
um, and got a new dog. Of named course. Dave. Dave. They named their <laughs> dog Dave. Yeah, I love dogs with George human names. <laughs> yeah. They were very into that. You guys have that in common. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he was a constant companion. Uh, he was, again, when they returned very later, he was a very important part of the act. Uh, there's a trick. And again, I, we saw a lot of, I saw a lot of pictures of dogs getting things shot off their head, mm -hmm. but the most popular one was this dog, Dave, who would put an, who would put, someone would put an apple on the top of it, its head, and then they would shoot a bunch of times into the apple. No. Which is horrifying. But Dave was totally if chill Dave's with cool it. cool with it, I guess. Mm hmm Yeah. Dave knows um, that they're not going to hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 1917, they moved to North Carolina, and then Buffalo Bill Cody died, which uh, there's also, like, her eulogies online, too. She did this, like, very touching eulogy for him. Um, then World War I happened in 1917, and Oakley offered to raise a regiment of women volunteers to fight in the war. And she also did this during the Spanish-American War. Both times, people were like, no thanks. Uh -huh. She was like, We okay. know that you're the best marksman maybe ever, mm -hmm. but we don't need you. I know, but uh, the, they did accept her teaching classes to men on how to shoot. Oh, my God. So that's what she did. Um, so that's what she did for a while. She trained young men to shoot uh, in Red Cross, all these other, like, male, like, military companies. Um, and then Dave became the Red Cross dog by sniffing out donations of cash hidden in handkerchiefs. So he kept working, too. Wow. Okay? These dogs. They're like. And these. Yeah. People. She. They, they built this whole empire. She's a real momager with that dog, Dave. Mm -hmm. She's a regular mm -hmm. Kris Jenner. She but really. With guns. She is. With guns and dogs. <laughs> yep. Plus <Listen> up. <laughs> um, okay. So Oakley became, began making plans for a comeback in 1922. She was done teaching men how to do the craft that she did better than them. Um, and she had plans to star in a motion picture at the end of the year however she and butler were severely injured again no. in an automobile accident they need to stop i like how it's not guns places. though it's i know just fucking accidents like a weird flukes it's very like a odd. train accident and then a yeah. car accident it's like stop with the transportation yeah just, keep just with those stay dogs put. And those guns that's what you know yes you know um it took oakley more than a year to recover from her injuries in 1924 she started performing again um but by 1925, she was kind of in poor health, frail. Oh. They went back, her and Butler went back to their hometown, her hometown in Ohio to be near her family. Um, and they would do like shooting matches in the local area. Uh, Oakley began to write her memoirs, um, which were published in newspapers across the country. There are some excerpts that I saw, not a ton, if you're curious. Um, and in 1926, after 50 years of marriage, the Butlers died. They died the same year. Aww. Annie Oakley died on November 3rd and Frank Butler died on November 21st. <gasps> three weeks of each other. That's love. Love and guns. They couldn't live without each other. They oh, that makes me very happy. I know. But again, just dogs. No kids that I saw. It's just like it's them and their, their crazy adventurous life. And their guns their and their dogs. You know, like I what a like it. interesting, like what a love story, really. Yeah. Um, along with just a fucking woman who fucking knew her shit. Yeah, and it's so cool to see that she supported him to begin with, and then mm -hmm. he supported her in turn. You know. 
yeah, no, like she didn't get super fucked by men around, yeah. which I feel like a lot of our boss bitches are just like guys being trash to them. Yes. And them overcoming it. And so Annie, I like that. Yeah, I like that this is a, a change from that. <laughs> no, it's a, a slight change. <laughs> yes. <from that. laughs> slight variation. Yeah. Um, so I loved her and her story. And there's some really good pics of those dogs. Yes. Are, they're real good. Um, did Was there ever an Annie Oakley movie? There should be an Annie Oakley movie. And it should be played by probably... I was about to say Chris Jenner because it was in my head. <laughs> I can't stop um, thinking. She's very hipster. She's very like, I feel like like a Greta Gerwig. Like she looks oh, very yeah. like hip or like Rebecca Hall, I think. That'd be a good mm-hmm. Annie Oakley. I don't know. Just tell us your recs. We're casting. For yeah. We'll, we'll start. written Annie Oakley We'll biopic. start writing those pages. Hell yeah. Hell Yeah. Um, I'm sure there was something, right? There's got to be. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll look it mm-hmm. up. We'll put it on the face, the Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter. We'll do it. We'll do it all. Um, so yeah, those were our lost boss bitches this week mm-hmm. of the of very similar eras. Again, different experiences. Yeah, love it. We must have been sharing some juju, some juju. Because I, so. I initially was like, what about Wild West ladies? I know it's so funny. Interesting, right? Yeah. I think it's an area we haven't, it's like when I look for these women, you know, when I go into lots of dusty libraries and go through card catalogs looking for the perfect boss bitch. Yeah. A lot of, um, you know, microfiche. Absolutely. You gotta go, you gotta, <laughs> that dial goes like way back. <laughs> that's how, that's what microfiche sounds like, guys. You probably don't know that because you don't spend as much time in libraries that we do. Old, old we libraries. Do. We do. We like, we smell like dirty magazines. Yes. Um, not dirty magazines, not like porn, but like. Oh, nasty. yeah. I'm gonna stop. No, I, I actually didn't even think about porn, but I'm glad you clarified because some people may have. Do you want to know a fun fact about me in libraries? Hell yeah. Anytime I go into a library, I have to immediately poop. What? Yes. The it's smell the of... Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Am I? Oh. Hello? Oh, you're there. I'm here. I'm always here. That just sounded so creepy because it broke up a tiny... It's like, I'm always there. <laughs> Gross. Um, Gross. But yeah, something about the smell of old books just really does it to my... It just like cleans you out. It's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Whoosh! Wow, have we ever worked... Yes, we've done some writing in a library together. (laughs) Yeah, the Santa Monica one, right? (laughs) We did. Did you notice how I probably went to the bathroom right after we found a table? Because I probably did. Yeah, I think you might have. What the fuck? I'm not making this up. Oh. Yeah. I am... Okay. It's like it's like Sixth Sense where it's like all these flashbacks <laughs> of us together. <laughs> like all the fucking memories. <laughs> Put together those pieces. Uh, yeah, weird colon that's things. So Fun oh times. My oh my God. I wish I had something I could share that's better than that. But I think we should just call it. Leave, leave, leave it on that high note. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening. Thank Rate, you so much. subscribe, review. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have any suggestions too for lost yeah. boss bitches, we Send are them always down to hear them. Absolutely, Please. just make sure that they are on the like a Los Angeles microfiche or New York City. Yeah, yeah. Send us, fax us some things. Please. <laughs> Mm-hmm. call us on your rotary phone let us know yeah please do uh, <laughs> tap, tap out a little code 
We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be Stop. There. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. Bye.